You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Phil McAndrew. Now, Phil was on kind of a long time ago on the show, probably six years ago, I'm going to say, as part of a roundtable, um, but I don't remember anything Phil said, and at this point I doubt he remembers too, so we're going to pretend that didn't happen <laughs> and uh, just start with a uh, carte blanche here. Um, Phil's new book is Crying in Front of Your Dog and Other Stories from Grimalkin Press. Is it, is it? Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think it's right. If I get it wrong, Jordan will get mad at me and uh, send me pouty photos of himself, so I want to be <laughs> careful. Uh, as well, Phil has a art book from Benign Kingdom and is featured in the Hick and Hawk Humor Anthology. What's the name of it? The, uh, the Hick and Hawk Illustrated Journal of Humor. There we go. Phil can also be found on Tumblr, uh, fillintheblanks.tumblr.com. Is that it? I think it's I think it's just philmcandrew.tumblr.com. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not sure though. I don't remember my own Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good. Um, Phil's stuff has also been featured uh, a wide range of spots around the internet, including uh, a video of you um, drawing on uh, Rain Wilson's Soul Pancake blog. Um, yeah, that's correct. So, yeah, you've done a, a bunch of stuff for a young guy <laughs> getting around. Um, thank you for joining me today, Phil. Thank you for having me, Robin. Now, the funny thing with you, um, we've kind of talked back and forth for quite a long time. Even when I first started the show, um, I was pretty aware of your work because we had a lot of common friends. You're involved in the Crown Commission, right? Um, but I met your family before I met you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it must have been the year uh, you were probably at SPX the year that I didn't make it. What was supposed to be there? Yeah, when is I, that right? Yeah, yeah. You were like snowed in or something. Yeah, I was I was gonna fly from Buffalo. I was living in Buffalo at the time, and a, a blizzard hit in October and shut the entire city down. In October, yeah, I remember. And the funny thing is, like that week, I went to New York uh, before going. It was like the most beautiful time there, and just the idea that someone was snowed in <laughs> from coming to this in the middle of October, being a Vancouverite that I am, blew my mind. Um, yeah, that's. Upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the impressions I got from that is just uh, kind of how supportive your family is of your drawing. Um, just the fact that they're like coming and meeting your friends while you're not there. <laughs> well, I think my brother was there. My brother also used to draw comics a little bit, and he I think he was there also. You know, he knew a lot of the cartoonists that I knew uh, back then. Mm-hmm. I think they they had driven down with him, um, but yeah, they my parents have been very supportive. I've been lucky to have a, a very supportive family. Uh, who they they've never uh, tried to talk me out of taking the foolish path that I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever wish they did? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> now was art a part of your childhood growing up? Because you mentioned your brother was drawing comics for a while. Yeah, I, I, I've been drawing uh, as long as I can remember being alive. Um, some of my earliest memories are of drawing with, with my brother. Um, 
so yeah, it's just something that I've always done, and I think my parents have always been very encouraging. What kind of stuff did you look at when you were a kid? Uh, what I remember, really? well, my, my dad is a newspaper reporter, uh, so we always had newspapers in the house, so I was exposed to uh, newspaper strips very early. Um, and I also remember watching Sesame Street and just trying to draw all of the Muppets in each episode. Um, those those are like my earliest drawing memories. Who's <laughs> your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet? I, I think it's Rolf. Yeah. He wasn't on Sesame Street, but he, he's he's the best one, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, when did you yourself start doing comics? Was that before you went to art school? Or did you go to You went to art school, right? I, I went to college and uh, majored in illustration, but it wasn't like a real art school. It was just a liberal arts college. Um, I was, so I wasn't really surrounded in the... Uh, it wasn't, I don't think, the typical art school experience. Mm-hmm. And that was in Syracuse? Uh, no, I grew up in Syracuse, but I went to school in Buffalo. Oh, okay. And so were you You were in school when you couldn't right. come to SPX? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have been pretty young at that point, like what, 20, 21? Probably 20 or 21. And you'd been pretty actively involved, at least online in the comics community? Yeah, I'd I'd been posting comics online for a while at that point, and uh, had kind of just started doing mini-comics. I I think I may have had some stuff... I can't remember which year the first You Ain't No Dancer anthology came out, but that was like the first time I was in an anthology, I think, was uh, You Ain't No Dancer. Um, How important for you was connecting with all these folks online. Um, I'm presuming it was mostly through the Crown Commission. Message yeah, it was, it, was, it was awesome. It was huge. I mean, uh, I think there were a lot of people that were kind of in the same boat as me, maybe, uh, or, or maybe just a little further along than I was, you know, maybe having done many comics for a while already or something. And... Um, I don't know. It's you know, it's just cool to meet people that that are doing similar things and that like what you do and you like their stuff. Yeah. It seems like the internet's been pretty key to everything you've been doing. Along. Yeah, I mean, I think the internet. I I don't think I would really have much of a career if it weren't for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> to to be honest, um, a lot of a lot of the the opportunities that I've had have come through meeting people on the internet or or just someone seeing my stuff online and and uh you know bringing a, a neat job to me or something uh, so yeah internet internet's been great for me now a lot of the work you do it's illustration has that always been a focus for you or did you kind of want to do comics and illustration just came out of your ability to to draw uh i think when i was younger um my my focus was more on comics. Um, you know, growing up, I really liked comics, and uh, when I when I went off to school, I, uh, I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll major in illustration because that's probably an easier way to make a living. Um, but I, my my master plan was to do comics. Um, at some point, though, I think I think I really kind of fell in love with illustration, and now I. 
I probably do more illustration. Um, certainly more of my income comes from illustration than from comics. Mm -hmm. What kind of illustration do work do you tend to get? Uh, I used to do a lot of just editorial stuff for magazines and newspapers, but recently it's been a, a pretty wide variety of things. I mean, I've been doing all kinds of stuff lately. Now, there's two particular artists I want to talk about um, as far as like you developing your style, cause, and, and you've mentioned them online before, um, is uh, Ralph Steadman and Ron Searle. Um, yeah. And I, I want to talk about like the impact that seeing their work had on you. Um, well, like, I... Well, yeah, go on. <laughs> no, like, when did you first come across their stuff? I think, I think in college. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly when I first saw Ralph Steadman's work, but I remember liking it right away. Um, I don't know that I necessarily tried to emulate it, but it, it was something that I, I looked at a lot. Mm -hmm. um, with Ronald Searle, uh, it was kind of a funny story. I, I mean, I was, I was doing a lot of, I, I, you know, I majored in illustration in school and, and was doing a lot of cartoony stuff. And one of my professors, uh, you know, was looking at my work and he said, hey, have you ever looked at Ronald Searle's stuff? I think you should check it out if you haven't seen it. And I, I had never even heard of him, at, you know, at that point. Um, so I did. I, I looked him up online and was like, "Holy moly! This this is exactly how I wish I could draw." Um, and, and yeah, from that point on, I really, uh, I, I think for a while that was something that I was very consciously trying to emulate or to, you know to incorporate into my style was was his just just the the energy of his drawings and the the line work was so incredible. Mm -hmm. He has a lot it, of like really need emotion to it yeah and it's 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 silly but he can really do a lot with 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 his style i mean he, he's drawn very serious things um but they're still clearly ronald Searle drawings mm -hmm. um, had you seen his um stuff from when he was a pow only i've only seen bits of it on the internet i've, I've every time i go into you know like an old used bookstore i always look for that book but I, i've never found a copy it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually I found a copy at TCAF at one of the bookstores. I should have brought it to show it to you. <laughs> I would have loved to flip through that. Um, did you did seeing these guys' works uh, kind of push you in a different direction? Because like you really seem to embrace like a certain ugliness in your characters <laughs> that you draw. Um, I I think that seeing uh. Searle's work, I think I think it did maybe nudge me in a different direction. Um, I, I was doing a lot more stuff with. I, I mean, I was inking with a brush uh, all through college, mostly. All my comics I inked with a brush, and most of my illustration stuff. And I think when I saw Searle's work, I you know I I I wanted to figure out how how did he draw like that? How does he get these lines? You know, how does he do this with the ink? And uh, that's that's kind of what made me want to try out a nib pen, and I haven't gone back. I've been drawing with a nib pen ever since then. <laughs> um, now, with your comics, one of the big things you like to play around with, not to play around with, but like to cover, is just like the identity of like male masculineness. 
and I'm curious about that <laughs> as an interest for you. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's just it's not so much an interest in in that specifically, but I I have always sort of been drawn to uh, poking fun at characters that will push uh, certain aspects of themselves to like a ruinous extreme. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I just I. I think you're probably the, the main comic you're probably thinking of is like, "Are you man enough?" is the one that everyone knows. There's that, and there's also like all the use of mustaches. Like you had a whole <laughs> series of mini comics, or just one mini comic you did that you put a fake mustache on the front of. Yeah, that was that was that one. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, I just always remember that cover. Yeah, and that's that's like the the most well known thing I've done still, um, and it's been, it's been a few years since I drew that. Um, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I, I think with that one, I really was just trying to make something silly. Uh, I, I really wasn't thinking too much about it at the time. It's pretty crazy how that one has blown up, too. Like, you... How many? Like, 20,000 notes on Tumblr the other day? Yeah, it's it's weird. It, it pops up on Tumblr and on Reddit and all, all those... Uh, link sharing websites and and every time it pops up it has a, a zillion hits um i kind of just shrug at it now it, it was pretty exciting at first <laughs> <laughs> oh that old thing <laughs> yeah but one of the things about it um that i assume we're having a lot of challenges with is you weren't necessarily getting recognition and i'm wondering about the importance of uh online uh recognition for artists when the work gets posted like that I, I think that, it, you know, at first it did bug me a lot when I when I wasn't getting recognition, and it still does a little, you know, if I see it posted somewhere and they haven't mentioned my name or, like, linked to my website or anything, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it stinks, but I kind of just shrug it off. I mean, that's just the nature of the internet, and if I really want recognition, I, you know, I can stamp my name all over everything I put online. Uh, I'm, I'm just... I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of get it out there. Yeah.
this book, Crying in Front of Your Dog and Other Stories, um, when did uh, this come up as far as doing a collection? Uh, it was, I think, early 2011 was when I first started thinking that I wanted to, you know, put together a, a book like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right around that time, uh, I had been talking to Jordan at Grimalkin Press, and he said, hey, let's, you know, I'll publish a book if you want to do a book. So I said, hey, all right, we'll do a book. And uh, I, I knew I wanted to collect all of well, most of my mini comics that I had done, mm-hmm. uh, which which the book does, um, but it's also the like it, it's only half of it. The other half is all new stuff, and uh, it took me a lot longer to get the book <laughs> together than I than I originally planned. Um, but yeah, it, it was early two thousand eleven was when I first started working on it. What were some of the challenges with getting it together? Um. Well, it, when I first started working on it, I, I was thinking uh, that, you know, I'd, I had about 100 pages worth of mini-comic material, you know, previous material, um, and I wanted to do 100 pages of new stuff to go with it. Um, and when I first started, I, I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll do two or three longer stories, and that yeah, that'll fill out the book. And I, I'd started thumbnailing them out and penciling them, and uh, a whole bunch of things happened that distracted me from comics for a little while. There was, you know, a, a death in my girlfriend's family, and then um, a bunch of... I, I was really busy with illustration work for a while, and I, I didn't touch the book for a couple months mm. uh, because of all that stuff, and... When I got back to it, I, I looked at what I had done, and I was like, I, I hate this. I don't, you know, I, I just wasn't happy with the work I had done on it so far. So I threw everything out and started over, and uh, ended up doing a lot of just really short little things. Um, but I was I I really happy with how it turned out. I, I think that those the second half of the book, the new material is is right now my favorite stuff that I've ever done. It really, it stands out in the book. I mean, partly because I'd read most of the stuff previous, the other stuff. But the the neat thing about the, the new material is it feels really, like, meditative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was definitely writing it from a different place um, than, than the older stuff. Uh, most of the older things are just, you know, I, I would just come up with kind of a, a long gag comic. Uh, and I was really just trying to be silly with those. Um, the new stuff, I you know, I wanted it to be funny, but I I, I spent a lot more time writing them and uh, just kind of figuring out the way that I wanted those comics to work. Even though they're just short little things, I, I put a lot of time into them. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot more ideas in putting yeah. it together. Was that and that was a big change for you. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the old stuff, I, I was living in my hometown, and I was working part-time with a crappy job, and I was just having fun with those comics. And the newer ones, um, when I was doing those, I you know, I, I was freelancing as an illustrator full-time, and I was living in uh, Southern California, which uh, is a wonderful place, but I it's not really my ideal place to live. And I think that 
uh, a lot of those comics was kind of a meditation on where I was and uh, just sort of my, my worldview, uh, you know, a, a more recent uh, look at my worldview. Uh, I don't I was, know. <laughs> I was just thinking, because when you're in San Diego, you're also hanging out with David King a lot. Yeah, and I think that I think that he influenced the comics I was drawing a lot, actually. Um, yeah. Like, not... Like, he has a very distinct idiosyncratic style, which is very different than yours, but there's, like, something about that thoughtfulness that he yeah. has. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I first started hanging out with him, uh, I mean, I, I'd been aware of his work before I, before I met him, mm -hmm. uh, but I hadn't really read a lot of it you know i'd seen bits online but i hadn't read his books until i met him and uh they really kind of blew my mind i mean i loved him uh you know david's a good friend of mine but he's also one of my favorite cartoonists and um yeah i think i think that uh hanging out with him a lot definitely had an impact on on my sense of humor maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like lemon styles for me is just one of those really standout almost standoffish um amazing comics like are really i think quite a lot of that that work yeah i i picked that up a lot and flip through it um i keep it pretty close to my drawing table now um a lot of people a lot of the poll quotes on your book mentioned pizza what is it about <laughs> phil mcandrew and pizza <laughs> uh I don't know. It's, it tastes good. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe it wasn't that funny. Uh, <laughs> it's. Did you draw a lot of pizza, or just everyone knows you want pizza? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that pizza. It it certainly has popped up in in my cartoons a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's the same with mustaches, where. I I don't personally like obsessed over mustaches or pizza but it, those are things i'm known for um i think just because they're it's easy to joke about that stuff um you know they're they're funny <laughs> now one of the things um that's mentioned is uh your dad's photo and i'd forgotten about that of him uh interviewing jimmy carter <laughs> a shirtless jimmy carter and i'm curious about that story uh, my my dad. I think I mentioned earlier. My dad's a newspaper reporter, and uh, I I don't actually know the whole story, but I know that it was sometime in the eighties, and he was sent to interview Jimmy Carter. I think it was they they were at a hotel, uh, and he got there, and Jimmy Carter had had just gotten out of the pool. <laughs> so so there's a photo of my dad uh, walking next to Jimmy Carter, taking notes. And Jimmy Carter's in a bathing suit in a bathroom. Could be so much more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure my dad has more of a story, but I, I don't know all the details. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, Ron Searle and Ralph Simon, uh, but another thing you were doing for quite a while was really trying to promote other um, kind of contemporary illustrators. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like to spread the love around. I think it's a good thing to do. <laughs> uh, and tell me about that, like the importance for you and community, and like connecting with folks and telling other people about folks you're excited about. 
Well, when I, when I first, uh, when I was in school and, and after I got out of school and I, I was really thinking, you know, I, I want to try to make a career as, as an illustrator and a cartoonist. Um, I, a lot of my first illustration jobs were things that happened because of other illustrators that I had befriended and they kind of, you know, helped send work my way or they, they tipped me off to something or, um, you know, just, just really people helped me out a lot and, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am without the help of, uh, friends and I, I think it's important to do that for others i mean <laughs> what were a lot of the, the good things that have happened to me uh in my career have, have just been because i've uh i think because i've tried to be a nice guy i don't know <laughs> uh, what were some of the blogs that you had going i can't remember the name oh i i had a, a thing it's actually still going on tumblr uh occasionally called uh, ink mountain that's it uh, but I, I do that with Vicky Norino and Britt Wilson, and we just link to neat stuff, neat, neat art that we find. Uh, anyone in particular recently that's kind of blown your mind? Uh, recently. Well, I, I, I really love uh, Mario Domo's comics. I think that he's great. Um, trying to think who else I, I'm all about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm going blank. That's okay. Mari's a good one. I like Mari. Mari's, yeah. He does swell stuff. I really like where the direction he's gone in with this work. Yeah. With like the I really think, nice. Think, uh, he's got a really interesting voice as a cartoonist. He did uh, the cover for a zine I did about Gossip Girl, and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I just like. He's like, oh, maybe I'll do something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I did a draw away, and he sends me these three amazing pencil drawings of this just back of a woman's head and it's just like this really luxurious looking hair <laughs> and it's just so good um now you did a thing for soul pancake and that one must have gotten you a lot of attention uh yeah i, I don't know I, I don't know i guess i guess a lot of people saw that <laughs> <laughs> well it um, seemed pretty neat you got rain wilson tweeting about you yeah, it was. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was. It was really fun to do that, and I. I think it's. Uh, it's a neat thing to see. I mean, even even for me, the first time I sat down and watched that video, um, it was it was an interesting thing. I had never watched myself draw before. <laughs> Maybe tell listeners a bit about what it. What you oh, see. it's it's uh, they they. I went I went to this studio in Los Angeles, and they filmed me painting uh, for like. I don't remember how long I was there. It was like seven hours or eight hours, um, but they they compress it in, into a like a time lapse thing, so it, the whole video is only like three or four minutes long, and you get to see me do this entire illustration in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Now you mentioned somewhere that you also did stuff for Cartoon Network. Um, what kind of stuff have you done there? Uh, I, I very briefly, uh, well, m- most of last year I had uh, my own, uh, a pilot for my own show in development at Cartoon Network. Um, so that's that's what sucked up a lot of my time last year. Uh, it didn't end up getting picked up, but that's okay. It was it was a fun, 
fun experience, and it was neat getting paid to work on, uh, you know, work towards a pilot <laughs> for how, a year. How much work was developed from it? Was there like a short cartoon? Or... No, it never it never got animated. Uh, I I did you know I I did a whole they call it a bible, uh, which is like the a guidebook for the show, just like explaining all the characters and everything. And I I did a bunch of episode outlines and uh, scripted out a pilot and did a storyboard, and and that's about as far as it got. Do you feel that animation is a other than the financial rewards of it is like the direction your art would go into because um, I feel like looking at your more recent comics it's just so like bare and sparse and I wonder how <laughs> that works I don't know though it's it's not something that I'm see myself uh, I mean I don't plan on moving to Los Angeles anytime soon and uh, you know giving up comics to do cartoons um, it's not something that I would say I'll, I'll never do, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm having a lot of fun just drawing pictures right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, um, are you working on more comics now that the books come out, or do you have time to work on comics right now? Uh, I'm, most of the comics I've been doing recently have been, uh, things I've been sending into Mad Magazine. Um, I do, I do have plans to do another book of comics, uh, kind of in the same vein as some of the stuff that was in Crying in Front of Your Dog, um, but I haven't I haven't started on that yet beyond kind of scripting out a bunch of ideas. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I I'm doing a lot of illustration stuff right now at the moment. That's that's kind of what's keeping me busy. But I, I do plan to do more comics. It's, and your Benign Kingdom book, that's all paintings that you've done? Yeah, it's, it's just like illustrations and drawings. Um, a lot of it is stuff that, that was just personal work or things that were um, unpublished or, you know, art that I did for illustration projects that ended up, you know, getting canceled or something. Uh, just mostly a lot of unpublished stuff and stuff that had only ever been on the internet and never been printed anywhere. Now, when you do, say, an illustration for a client, are you able to reprint that work so many uh, years uh, after, or is it just all it gone for good? I think it depends on the client. Uh, I mean, all the stuff I do for Matt, I've, I've done mostly comics for them, but I have done a few just illustration jobs. Uh, and, like, that stuff is just... I mean, Matt owns it. Like, I'll, I can't reprint that myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I have done things uh, for other clients that... Uh, you know, I have reprinted it that that client is either okay with it or they never said I couldn't. <laughs> so. Now, when you started working for Mad, was that kind of a lifelong dream achieved? Uh, it was pretty cool. It, it wasn't something that I had always, like, aspired to do. Uh, Why not? It, I, well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm kidding. I, to be honest, I, I, I didn't read Mad often as a kid. Um, I had a few, like, really old, uh, of, like, the paperback collections that I, you know, I read those a lot, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I never, like, no one ever bought the magazine for me when I was a kid. I just had superhero comics and newspaper comics and stuff. Um, 
So it just, I guess it, it just wasn't something that I, I was exposed to when I was young, aside from some really old books from like the 60s, uh, which were great. And I, I did grow up reading Gru, so I was a lifelong fan of uh, Sergio Aragonés. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as an adult, you know, and diving diving back into sort of the history of comics and, and illustration, now I'm I'm obsessed with Mad. I mean, it's so much great stuff has come out of that magazine, and uh, so many great artists have been in there. So now it is really like I, <laughs> it's, it's, it was kind of a short term dream. <laughs> <laughs> How was the experience checking out the office? Oh, it's awesome. It was it was cooler even than I thought it would be. Um, if you've ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where, where Bart goes to the Mad Office, it's exactly like that. I don't know, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. It's Simpsons. If I haven't yeah. seen it, there's something wrong with me. Um, you doing any conventions coming up in the next while? You're going to be at SPX, I guess, for this book? I'm, I'm planning to be at SPX, yeah. Uh, I really want to go to Autoptic in Minneapolis in August. Uh, I was I was planning to do that one, uh, but at the moment I'm not sure if I can afford a plane ticket. So we'll see. That one's kind of up in the air right now. Minneapolis is very expensive to get to. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I, uh, I was looking at going, and plane prices are maybe a hundred dollars less than it cost me to go to New York. Wow. It's just like <laughs> it's a lot closer. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Hope, hopefully, Autoptic, probably SPX. Uh, beyond that, I'm, I'm not real sure. I haven't really made any concrete plans. Nice. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me today, Phil. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Uh, reminder, folks. Phil McAndrew. His latest book is Crying in Front of Your Dog and Other Stories from Gamalkin Press as well as the uh, art book from Benign Kingdom um, featured with a fine array of other great cartoonists. I think yours came out the same time as Emily Carroll's. Right. And who are the other uh, folks? Tyson Hess was in the same set and Gigi DG. There we go. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. Domesticated dog in the manicured yard. Your master is inside watching Tarzan. Do you hear the yelling?